Hello and welcome to the adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We present Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Alex Affair. Episode 4, Mr. Spider Williams. What's happened, Crane? There's been another murder. A man called Barton. James Barton. Oh, I see. All right, tell Sir Graham I'll come straight back to town. Very good. So, um, what happened to Barton exactly? He was shot. Oh. Did you find the revolver? Uh, no, uh, but I found something else rather interesting. Oh? I found it by the side of the body. What? A pencil. A silver pencil bearing the initial... C.K.? Yes. You don't seem very surprised about the pencil, Mr. Temple. I should have been very surprised if you hadn't found it, Inspector. What do you mean? You'd have been very surprised if I hadn't found it. I'll see you at the house, Crane. Tell Sir Graham we should be back about half past ten. Yes. Uh, all right, I'll tell him. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Beg your pardon. Oh, are you the manager? Uh, well, uh, officially, yes. But uh, just at the moment, I seem to be head cook and bottle washer. My name's Temple. I'm Frank Chester. Anything I can do for you, Mr. Temple? Well, my wife and I arrived about half an hour ago, but I'm rather afraid that we've got to go back to town. Tonight? Yes, I'm afraid so. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'll tell them in the office. Ah, thank you. Uh, Have you unpacked? No. Oh, good. Oh, Mr. Chester? Hmm? A friend of mine stayed here a few months ago, and I appear to have mislaid her address. I was just wondering if you... Yes, yes, I I can find it for you. When did she stay with us? Oh, it would be sometime within the last six months. Um, I can't recall the exact date, I'm afraid. And the name? Smith. Miss Judy Smith. Well, I'll uh, I'll do the best I can. Thank you. Uh, I'll be in the dining room. And then Mrs. Temple motored down to Naples. And I don't ever remember seeing a more glorious sight. You see, we... Oh, oh, here's Mr. Temple. Oh, yes. Sorry I've kept you waiting, darling. But I should imagine your soup is stone cold by now. If I know anything about the way, believe it was probably stone cold to start with. <laughs> well, I'll be off. Uh, perhaps you'll join me later. For coffee? Well, I'm uh... afraid not, Mr. Davis. We're going back to town. Oh, Oh, I thought you were staying the night. Aren't we staying the night? No. Oh, well, uh, 
I'll be making a move. Nice to have seen you again, anyway. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Davis. What's happened, Paul? I want to get back to town as soon as we can. Why? It's James Barton, the man we were talking about. One of the names on the list. You don't mean that he's been murdered? Yes. Paul, this is terrible. First Richard East, and then Norma Rice. Paul, you've got to do something about this. Steve, listen. I'm putting my cigarette case on the table. Yes? When I give you the nod, knock it onto the floor, you understand? Why? Do as I tell you, darling. Uh, we're over here, Mr. Chester. Ah, yes. Uh, well, Mr. Temple, I'm terribly sorry. I've been through my books, but I simply can't find any trace of your friend. Oh, oh darling, do I'm be careful. so sorry. Uh, allow me. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, this is my wife. Uh, how do you do, Mrs. Temple? Uh, how do you do? I'm awfully sorry that you've got to rush away like this. Yes, it is a nuisance. And I was so looking forward to staying the night in Canterbury. Business is business, my dear. Of course. Yes, uh, as I was saying, sir, I've been through my books, but I simply can't find any trace of your friend, Miss Smith. Oh. Are you sure that she did stay here? Well, I'm almost sure. The Waverley, yes, I'm, I'm sure she said the way. Unless, of course, she said the wheat sheaf. Oh, well, in that case, I, I'm afraid I can't help <laughs> oh, you. No, of course not. I'm awfully sorry to have troubled you. Oh, no trouble at all, sir. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye. Wrap the cigarette case up in your handkerchief and put it in your handbag. Mm. Yes, all right. Paul. Hmm? Who is Alex? Well, don't be silly. Ricky, of course. <laughs> you are a fool. Hmm. No, aren't you really worried about this business, darling? <sighs> yes, I am, Steve. You know, it's like working on a gigantic jigsaw with half the pieces missing and the picture torn to shreds. Mm -hmm. I keep asking myself the same questions over and over again. What questions? Well, why did Mrs. Trevelyan really send us to that house in Marshall House Terrace? If she paid Alex £3,000, then where exactly did she get the £3,000 from? Yes, indeed. Does Mr. Carl Latham really believe that he suffered from hallucinations? And if he doesn't, who's the girl in brown who followed him? The girl that followed me after we'd been to Marshall House Terrace. Exactly. And the pencil... The silver pencil belonging to Dr. Kahima. Why should they find it by the body of James Barton? Did they find it? Mm. And our Welsh friend, Mr. Davis, Mr. Wilfred Davis. Does he really spend all his time reading detective novels? Sometimes I wonder. This case seems so complicated. Shall we ever get to the bottom of it? Don't worry, we shall. It's so full of surprises. Go cheer up, darling. Life's full of surprises. Take this soup, for instance. Hmm? Says tomato soup on the menu. It looks like tomato soup. But does it taste of tomatoes? <laughs> yes, it does. There you are, you see. Life is full of surprises. <laughs> underneath the hotel. Yes, but you needn't come down, Steve. Stay here and I'll pick you up in the car. It's all right. I'll come down. It's quite a big garage run by a chap called Heston, Bill Heston. He used to be at Dean's garage in Mortimer Street. Bill Heston? I don't remember him. You know Dean's? Yes, of course. But I... Well, I don't remember a Bill Heston. Well, you probably will when you see him. Oh, yeah. Quite a decent chap, but he will talk. Ah, oh, here we are, Steve. 
We go through this door on the right. Well, you don't drive the car up this ramp, I hope. No, no, no. We drive out the other side. Good evening, Mr. Temple. Good evening. I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm afraid I need my car. Oh, I said you were staying the night, sir. Yes, I was, but unfortunately our plans have been changed and we've got to get back to London tonight. Oh, okay, then I'll get the car out for you. It's that way over there, sir. I'll take four or five minutes. Oh, it's all right. Yes, I'll have to move this sports car. Ooh, that's a very impressive-looking monster. Yes, it'll do 130 for about, Mrs. Temple. Not you've got much chance of doing it these days. I don't see the sense of running a jalopy like that. You can't let her rip. Oh, I expect the young blood who owns it manages to get a kick out of it. Young blood? It's Mr. Chester's. The man who runs the hotel? That's right. He bought it about two months ago. Paid a packet for it. Yes, he must have done. No trade out of 4,000 quid, Mr. Temple. 4,000? Yes, they're very expensive cars, Steve. These, we all thought he was hard up. There was a lot of talking going bust. And then one morning, he turns up all smiles with this little play thing. FC 100. That's right, FC, Frank Chester. Oh, he must have paid a package to get that number plate changed. <laughs> How long has he been down here, Bill? Oh, not very long. About a year, I should think. He used to run a place up north. Arrogant, I think he said. Is he married? Well, <laughs> not that you'll notice. <laughs> he seems a very pleasant sort of chap. Oh, he is. I say he's the best man you've had for some time. I've only seen him lose his temper once, and funny enough, it wasn't in the hotel, it was in the in the garage, yeah. Uh-huh. What happened? Well, it was about a week ago. He was just driving his car out of the garage when a girl suddenly ran up to him and said, Hello, Toby, fancy seeing you here. Haven't seen you for ages. Toby? Yeah. She was taken for somebody else, you see. Go on, Bill. Well, she was a pretty girl, and I'd have laid ten to one, he'd have made some sort of crack about it. But he didn't. He just looked annoyed and said, You made a mistake. My name isn't Toby. And what did the girl say? We just laughed, so come off, he told me. Who do you think you're kidding? <laughs> then what happened? He gave her a nasty look and said, get the hell out of it. And put his foot down the gas. Charming. Who was the girl, you know? No, I'd never seen her before. She wasn't staying in the hotel. I think she just didn't in the Canterbury to do some shopping. Oh, well, I'd better go and get your car, Mr. Temple. Uh, do you want the hood up? Uh, no, it's quite a nice night. I think it'll be all right, don't you, darling? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, okay, sir. Thanks, Bill. I see what you mean. What, I? I said I see what you mean. He can certainly talk. Oh, oh, yes. He can talk, all right. What time is it? It's about half past nine. What was the last place we went through, Parisham? Yes. Did you speak to Sir Graham on the phone? No, it was Crane. I don't know quite what to make of Crane. He's got an unfortunate manner. You said so yourself, Steve. Yes, but it's not only his manner. He he always seems to have such an air of mystery about him. I don't know what it is, but I always feel that he might turn out... To be Alex? Oh, darling, don't be stupid. He couldn't turn out to be Alex, now could he? Could he? What do you think of Mrs. Trevelyan, Steve? Why do you ask? I'd just like to know what you think of her. I think she's a woman with a past, in more senses than one. But I like her. I think there are times when she doesn't exactly tell the truth, but I've got a feeling that she... Oh. Slow down, darling. Hmm. Looks as if the road's up or something. There's someone holding a lantern. I beg your pardon, sir, but you'll have to make a detour. There's a bit of a hold-up. What's happened? 
Oh, there's been an accident, ma'am, further down the road. Oh, dear. Oh, it's nothing serious, but it's holding things up. Now, take the first lane on your right, sir. It's not much out of your way. The first on the right? Yes, sir. Fine, thanks. Seems a pretty long lane to me. Yes, we ought to be back on the main road by now, surely. I should have thought so. Very dark down here. Yes. I think I'll put the spotlight on. Ah, there, that's Ah, I... yes. Oh, 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 look. There's something stretched across the lane from that tree. Yes, you're right. Get your head down. <laughs> Are you all right, Steve? Yes. Yes, I'm all right. What what happened? There's a wire rope stretching right across the lane. It's fastened to that tree over on the right. If you hadn't noticed it then... Oh, don't. Paul, that rope must have been put there deliberately. Yes, quite deliberately. I'll turn the car around. We'd better get back on the main road. Yes. You're sure you're feeling all right? Yeah, I'm... I'm all right, darling. Good. Our windscreen's gone and the car's a bit of a mess, but let's see if it'll start. Oh. Hmm, not so good. I think perhaps I'd better... Just a minute. What is it? I thought I heard something. Yeah, so did I. Oh, Paul, what is it? Shh, shh, shh. Did you hear that? Yes, but where's it coming from? Seems to be near that tree. Give me the torch. It's in the side um, pocket. Here. Thanks. Well, there's the rope, but I can't see anyone near the tree and let... Good Lord. There's a man hanging from the tree. Now, wait here. Don't move from the car. Oh, I'm coming with you. Oh, Paul, what are you going to do? I'll have to cut the rope. It's the only way of getting him down. This pocket knife ought to do it. Oh. Here, hold the torch. Here. Oh. oh! Now, get back to the car, Steve. You'll find a flask of brandy in the suitcase. Quick, darling. This, this is the man we met the other night. The, the man you spoke to about the car. Yes, it's Spider Williams. Get the brandy, Steve. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, I heard the car. I wonder... Now, what... take it easy, Spider. Take it easy. Oh, it's, it's you, Mr. Temple. Now, what happened, Spider? Tell me what happened. Oh, I did exactly what he told me, Mr. Temple. I'd come down here with the money. Then at the last... Yes, but what money, Spider? Who told you to come here? Oh, Lord Stanick sent me. He had a letter from Alex asking for £4,000. He said... Yes, yes, go on. What did it say? uh, He said he was to meet Alex here and hand over the money personally. But Stanick offered me 200 quid if I bring it instead. And so I... uh, Oh, it's all right, it's all right. It's only my wife. Oh, oh. Listen, Mr. Temple, I saw Alex. I saw Alex. It was... Here's the brand. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll be all right, Mr. Temple. Once I can get on my feet. No, no. You'll have a drink, Spider, and then we'll carry you down to the car. Okay, Mr. Temple. I don't know why you turned up when you did, but thank God you did. Now, come on, come on. Drink this. Then you'll feel better. Ciao. Boom, boom, boom. 
arguing crane you can see what happened you can see exactly what happened we know what happened sir but the point is what the devil are we going to do about it there's only one thing we can do inspector oh and what's that sit tight it's all very well saying sit tight temple but you don't know what i'm up against here at scotland yard i had the home office on the phone only half an hour ago and yes what is it sergeant i heard that mr temple was here sir and i thought he might like to have the report on the cigarette case right come in well, any good, Sergeant? You picked up a beauty, sir. A first-class print. Well, have you checked it? To be sure, we've checked it, sir. And what does the gentleman call himself, Mr. Temple? Calls himself Chester. Frank Chester. He's the manager of the Waverley Hotel at Canterbury. Is he now? Well, I'm blowed. And they say crime doesn't pay. Well, Sergeant? His name's really Mulberry, sir. Toby Mulberry. Toby Mulberry? He served a term for bigamy a few years back. And he did a tidy little stretch for robbery with violence before that. Well, there you are, Temple. You can see where the cyanide came from. Chester put it in the flask while you and Mrs. Temple were having dinner. He felt sure that even if the trick with the rope didn't work, you'd be pretty badly shaken and sample the brandy. Yes. Sergeant. Yes, sir? Get a warrant out for the arrest of Mulberry, alias Frank Chester. No, I wouldn't do that, Inspector. Not just at the moment. Why not? Yes. Why not, Temple? Well, after all, Sir Graham, we're not really interested in Mulberry, are we? We're interested in Alex. But supposing Chester happens to be Alex? Hmm, that'd be most intriguing. What are you getting at? How can a man be in two places at the same time, Inspector? As I told you last night, Lord Stanick was instructed to deliver the money to Alex personally. But instead, he sent Spider Williams. Yes? Well, when we found Spider... Alex had quite obviously just left him. But Steve and I had quite definitely left Chester at the Waverley Hotel. Now, that doesn't mean a thing. He might have passed you on the road. Yes, he might have, but he didn't. I'd have recognized his car, and I've made a note of the number. And there's another interesting point, Inspector. Uh, well? Supposing Chester, or Mulberry, if you like, didn't put the cyanide in the flask. Oh, but he must have done. Who else could have done it? Davis. Oh, yes. Yes, I never thought of that. Temporal, I understand you saw Lord Stanick this morning. Oh? Who told you that? His lordship. I had an appointment with him at 11 o'clock. I gather yours was at 10. Yes. We must have just missed each other, Inspector. Well, I hope you were more successful than I was. He told me precisely nothing. Mm, he's a cagey old bird. And right now, a very frightened one. Yes, that was my impression. Well, he's every reason to be frightened after last night. What do you think happened, Temple? You think Alex was blackmailing Several years ago, Stanick had an affair with a girl who worked for him. He wrote some letters, and Alex managed to get hold of them. It's as simple and corny as that. Alex wanted £4,000 for the letters, and his lordship was prepared to pay. But what he wasn't prepared to do was to get personally involved in the transaction. And that's how Spider came into the picture. Exactly. 
But how a man like Stanick happened to know Williams, I can't imagine. Oh, he knew him because he used to work for him. Spider worked for Lord Stanick? Yes. About six years ago, Williams worked for a printing firm called Laywood and Dane. The firm was bought by Stanick and Spider Williams, together with a lot of other people, got the push. Williams was angry, insisted on seeing Stanick personally. Didn't get him very far at the time, but his lordship obviously remembered him. Yes? There's a Dr. Kohima to see you, sir. Thank you. I'll send the sergeant. Sergeant, Dr. Kohima's in the waiting room. Will you bring him in, please? Very good, sir. Did you send for Dr. Kohima, Sir Graham? No. I did. Oh. Why exactly? Well, uh, for one thing, I'd like to make sure about the pencil. You'd like to make sure that it really belongs to him? Yes. Why, didn't you believe me when I told you that... It isn't a question of not believing you, Mr. Temple. It's just a question of making sure. Dr. Kohima, sir. Thank you, Sergeant. Why, hello, Mr. Temple. Hello, Doctor. I didn't expect to see you here. Do you know, Sir Graham, Inspector Crane? No, I don't think I've had the pleasure. How do you do, gentlemen? How do you do? Do sit down, sir. Thank you. We're very sorry to drag you down to Scotland Yard, Doctor, but the fact of the matter is we are hoping that you might be of some service to us. Oh, this sounds interesting. Professionally? No, hardly professionally. Doctor, have you recently lost a silver pencil bearing your initials? Why, yes. You know I have, Mr. Temple. You overheard me say so to my secretary, Mrs. Trevelyan. Yes, but I didn't ask you the question, Doctor. When did you lose the pencil, exactly? Uh, well, uh, I first realized that it had disappeared uh, yesterday morning. I had it the day before that, I'm quite sure. But, I, Inspector, you surely didn't get me down to Scotland Yard just to talk to me about a pencil. Is this your pencil, Dr. Kohima? Why, no. It isn't. No. You're quite sure? Quite sure. It's got your initials on it. Yes, so I observed, but it's not my pencil, Mr. Temple. Uh, tell me, where did you find it? We found it beside the body of James Barton. Oh, now I can understand your curiosity. But it still isn't my pencil. Hello? There's a call for Mr. Temple, sir. Oh, thank you. It's for you, Temple. Oh, thank you. Hello? Mr. Temple? Yes? Hold the line, please. Hello, hello. Oh, hello, Ricky. Uh, so sorry to disturb you, sir. But there is gentleman to see you. He says it is most important. Oh, what's his name? It is Mr. Carl Latham, sir. Oh. Is Mrs. Temple in? Uh, no, not at the moment, sir. All right, ask Mr. Latham to wait. I shan't be very long. Uh, yes, sir. The gentleman seems a little... Uh, Perturbed, sir. Yes, all right, Ricky. I shan't be long. Is there anything else I can get to, Mr. Latham? No, no, I don't think so. Thank you. Perhaps another glass of sherry, sir? No, really, I'm quite all right. Mr. Temple should be here any moment, sir. Thank you. Uh, how long have you been with Mr. Temple, Nicky? Ricky, sir. I, I beg your pardon. Ricky. About 48 hours, sir. Oh. 
You're pretty new to the job, then? Very new, sir. Oh, excuse, sir. I, I think that is Mr. Temple. Mr. Latham is in the lounge, sir. I took the liberty of asking him to have a glass of sherry. Oh, good. Well done, Ricky. Oh, hello, Latham. What seems to be the trouble? Temple, I'm terribly sorry dragging you away from Scotland Yard oh, like this. Oh, that's all right. You didn't drag me away. Have a glass of sherry. I, I just had one, thank you. Well, have another. Oh, you insist. Thank right. you. I've been admiring your bookcase, Temple. Yes, Steve bought it about five years ago at a little shop in Chelsea. Very unusual. I've been counting those books of yours. Uh -huh. The ones you've written, I mean. Twenty-two. Yes, that's all, I'm afraid. All? <laughs> the thought of writing one appalls me. <laughs> well, I've been at it a very long time, Mr. Nathan. How long does it take you to write a book? Well, that rather depends. On what? On whether I'm left alone and able to get on with it. I I usually start a book and then something crops up, some case or other that I become interested in. I see. But I'm pretty sure you didn't come here to talk about my books. No, I didn't. You look worried. I am worried, Temple. I'm hellishly worried. I've... Well, Suppose I... Suppose you start your story at the beginning. At the beginning? If only I could... That's just the point. Where is the beginning? Where is the... Oh, I'm sorry. Look, yesterday morning, when I met you in Dr. Kahima's waiting room, you said rather a strange thing. I haven't forgotten it. You said, if by any chance your hallucination returns, I should advise you to consult me instead of Dr. Kahima. Did I say that? Yes. Then I must have had a very good reason. You don't think it's an hallucination, do you? Do you? No, I don't. Every day, every night, everywhere I go, there's someone following me. I feel it. I feel it instinctively that... That girl, the girl I told you about, the girl in brown. I saw her again last night. She followed me from Hyde Park Corner to Shaftesbury Avenue. At first, I couldn't believe my eyes. I... I thought I was seeing things. You've never actually spoken to this girl? Spoken to her? Now, that's the extraordinary part about it. She she just disappears. Like lightning. Last night, I did my damnedest to try and see... Excuse me. Hello? Hello, Paul. Hello, Steve. Where are you? Paul, listen. What is it? Is anything the matter? Listen... I had an appointment at the hairdresser. Yes, I know that. Well, when I left the house, I had a funny sort of feeling again that I was being followed. Go on, Steve. Well, it was that girl, darling. The one that followed me the night we went to Marshall House Terrace. When I left the hairdressers about ten minutes ago, she was still waiting for me. She's followed me here. Steve, where are you? Where are you speaking from? I'm in a call box at Harridge's. She's waiting for me at the main entrance. Keep her waiting. Keep her waiting, Steve. I'll be there in five minutes. Get your hat, Mr. Latham. We've got a date. A date? Yes. With an hallucination. That was the fourth episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, 
Paul Temple and the Alex Affair, with Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. Sir Graham Forbes was played by James Thomason, Wilfred Davis by Basil Jones, Inspector Crane by Hayden Jones, and Carl Latham by Simon Lack. The serial was produced in London by Martin C. Webster. Thank you.